To myself, what a wonderful world. It's Science Wednesday, and it's time to explore our big blue marble. Buckle up, buckle up, buckle up. Here we go. In three, two, one, 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 one. Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is season three, episode number 35 for Wednesday. How about that? We're in the month of March, March 1st, 2023, and that means that we are officially in meteorological spring. I know that the astronomical spring has yet to occur, but as far as meteorology goes, springtime is March, April, and May, and it could not come any sooner, even though we've had a fairly decent winter. And that's going to be the topic of a conversation coming up on Friday with meteorologist Scott Sable from our morning show, who does a lot of research into long and medium term trends. We'll talk about March up and coming on Friday. This episode is brought to you by the great folks at Rise and Dine in Chesterland. It's a wonderful little restaurant. And they are just waiting for you. Their menu is extensive. If you've never been there, you really owe it to yourself to sample some of their fare. And do remember that on Sunday, they do have Eggs Benedict on their special board every single Sunday. It's the only day that they have it, and it is outstanding. Come by for a visit. They're located on the southeast corner of Mayfield Road and Chillicothe Road better known as Routes 322 and 306. They're in the plaza just to the south of the CVS on the southeast corner. See you there sometime. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Science Wednesday. We started a series at the beginning of the year, and we may stick with this for perhaps the entire year. We'll see how it goes and see how many places that have a unique character that is worthy of our time. Well, our very popular sportscaster, Ken Carmen, who is a fan of weather jazz, by the way, suggested that we might want to visit Finland. I asked him, what's so special about Finland? Is that maybe on your bucket list? And he said that there were a lot of places on his bucket list. But Finland is just one of those places that he had a curiosity about. So I started digging into Finland. And as I may have mentioned earlier in the week, when I started digging into Finland and some of the unique attributes of that country, I found something very interesting. Because initially, you think of most of the Nordic countries as being very peaceable people. However, 
Finland has had a pretty rough history. Now, we're not going to get into the historical version of Finland. If you want to do that, and believe me, there's plenty of reading and plenty of twists and turns throughout their history, you can certainly find that. So just for the sake of this Big Blue Marble series, I am going to focus primarily on things like geography, meteorology, and of course, food. Why not? In fact, Ken Carmen made sure that I would talk about their cuisine. Is there anything that sets them apart from the rest of the world? Well, as is most of the case for most places on earth, the answer is yes, absolutely. There are some things that you will find in Finland that you really won't find anywhere else. So guess what we're going to start with? Why not? Let's start with food. And I hope you're not hungry. And if you are, make sure you have some kind of drool towel handy because you may be using it. All right, let's talk about the Finnish cuisine by and large. The cuisine of the country generally combines traditional country fare and contemporary style cooking. Usually you'll find potato, meat, and fish playing a very significant role in this traditional Finnish cuisine style. Finnish foods often use whole meal products like rye, barley, and oats, and they also use berries that you can find primarily in Finland, such as bilberries, lingonberries, and cloudberries. I've had cloudberries. That's an interesting berry flavor. And, of course, the sea buckthorn, something I've never really heard of before. Something that's also prominent in Finnish cuisine Milk and its derivatives, like buttermilk. It's very commonly used as food and drink. But the most popular food in all of Finland, when you take a look at it collectively, it is, in fact, salmon. And that makes a whole lot of sense. Before we dig into geography and meteorology, let me also mention that Finland has the world's second highest per capita consumption of coffee. Yeah, would you believe? Milk consumption is also pretty high at an average of about 112 liters per person. That's about 30 U.S. gallons. Even though 17% of the Finns are lactose intolerant, they still like their dairy products. Okay, let's change the subject a little bit. Let's talk uh, a bit about Helsinki, which is the capital and the largest city. It's in the southern part of Finland. The vast majority of population are ethnic Finns. Finnish and Swedish are the official languages. Believe it or not, Swedish is the native language of about 5% of the population, and most Finns can speak both Finnish, which is really not a Nordic language, and Swedish. In terms of geography, Finland is one of the world's most northern countries. And of the world capitals, only Reykjavik, Iceland is more north than Helsinki. Now, the big driving force in terms of meteorology for Finland is the fact that it pretty much lies in between the 60th and 70th degree northern parallels in the Eurasian continent. That's pretty far north. And by and large, the Finnish climate is characterized 
by both a maritime and a continental climate dependent upon where you are in the country. It's pretty large and runs north-south. It's characterized by warm summers and very cold winters. However, it is close enough to the Atlantic Ocean in most cases to be continuously modified by the Gulf Stream. And the moderating effects also include the Baltic Sea and numerous inland lakes. And that explains the somewhat warm climate, given the fact that it's so far in the extreme northern portion of the northern hemisphere. Now, when you compare the overall climate of Finland and compare it to other countries that essentially share the same latitude, such as Alaska, Siberia, and parts of Greenland, you see that Finland really has a much more tempered climate. So if you're looking to avoid the super cold outbreaks of Finland, you may want to keep your visit to the summer. But even in the summer, it's somewhat cool. For instance, the average summer temperature is about 50 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit from about late May to mid-September. Now, they can get some pretty toasty days. Some of the warmest days of July, for instance, inland, can reach into the low 90s, although that is somewhat rare. Well, just for a moment, let's talk about GDP. As of 2022, the per capita of Finland GDP is the 16th highest in the world. And in 2008, renewable energy, mostly hydropower, comprised of 31% of the energy structure and distribution in Finland compared to the rest of the EU, which had an average of 10.3% in renewable energy. Here's something interesting to note. Finland has four privately owned nuclear reactors producing 18% of the country's energy. And there's a fifth one about ready to go online. It will be the world's largest nuclear reaction producing the most energy of any single reactor in the world. And it's scheduled to be operational sometime this year. Let's talk about tourism to Finland just in case you'd like to visit. Well, Finns themselves like to travel in their own country. And when they do, they head north to a place called Lapland. It has the highest tourism consumption of any Finnish region, and it's very, very high up above the Arctic Circle. So in the midwinter, they are in polar night. What does that mean? Well, essentially, it's dark 24 hours a day. In fact, there's a webcam that I will feature on weatherjazz.com, episode number 35. If you go there, I will embed the webcam and you can see what's going on in a place called Santa Claus Village. Very, very popular. And it is a stunning place to be at Christmas time. My wife and I were actually tuning in periodically on our big screen TV. They have all kinds of things going on that are Christmas related. They have concerts outdoors, even though temperatures can get down to about 30 below Celsius. If you need that in Fahrenheit, that's minus 22, and that's brisk. But the Finns don't mind. They just bundle up in a ton of layers. You'll see that on the webcam. And, of course, during the summertime, the sun is up 24-7 in Lapland and in Santa Claus Village, and it's still a great place to visit. 
and you'll see a ton of people going to visit Santa Claus Village in the summertime. Now, one more bit of information before we wrap things up today and a look at Finland is the fact that Finns love saunas. That's right. In fact, saunas really developed in Finland. It became a cultural tradition in the world there. The sauna is a type of dry steam bath, for those not familiar with it, which is practiced very widely in Finland, which is especially evident in the strong tradition around midsummer and also around Christmas. Now, the word sauna is a Proto-Finnish origin found in the Finnic and Sami languages dating back about 7,000 years. Steam baths have been a part of European tradition elsewhere as well, but the sauna has survived best in Finland in addition to Sweden, Estonia, Latvia, Russia, Norway, and parts of the United States and Canada as well. Moreover, nearly all Finnish houses, now get this, all Finnish houses have either their own sauna or in a multi-story apartment house in a timeshare environment. Our anchor, Gabe Spiegel, loves saunas, and my guess is he would love to visit Finland. Maybe I'll try to twist his arm and say, hey, would you like to visit a Finnish sauna? Because that's where they essentially mastered the craft of the sauna. Well, fortunately, nowadays, Finland is a very quiet and peaceable country, unlike its past several thousand years. And I'm not going to go there. I'll let you go ahead and dig that out on your own. But right now, it's a great place to visit with lots and lots of interesting things to do. And if you ever make a trip to Finland, make sure that you share your images with me by sending them to weatherjazz at yahoo.com. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Big Blue Marble. Help me to spread the word. And, of course, let me know what spots on this big blue marble you would like to see me cover. Surely there must be some, like for Ken Carmen. He said, let's go to Finland. And I hope you enjoyed that, Ken. And if you have a spot, please do let me know, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, 234-525-5888. Well, on Friday, we are going to have Scott Sable is going to be coming in, and we're going to get weather nerdy on you by talking about all kinds of the fun things that we look at as meteorologists as to what we might be seeing in terms of a March pattern. Are we going to break this pattern? This has really been a bit of a surprise. We really thought that uh, it would be a little more of a wintry pattern. That simply has not been the case. So what went wrong in that aspect? We'll take a look at that and we'll talk about what we may see in the months of March and maybe even hint at April as well. Don't miss it. March weather coming up on Friday right here on Weather Jazz. We'll see you then. Weather and science across.